Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, 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 welcome. I am so happy to be here. It is October 25th. I know we all couldn't figure how we were going to get through 2020, and here we are almost done with 2021. It is better, but we're not there yet, but we're still trying to. We are now at the end of October, almost Halloween time, and this is the Western Zodiac sign of Scorpio. Those of you who are under that sign, you are brave, you are loyal, you are honest. See, even if you didn't think you were, you are. You are intelligent, but you can also be suspicious, envious and sometimes possessive. I think that makes a very well-rounded personality. We're here with four very interesting people. They're my creatives for the week. I'm adopting them all. They're interesting people. They have such interesting backgrounds. As those of you who are my loyal listeners around the world know, I never pick guests who have the same point of view, the same background, the same topic. They're all diverse, and we're talking about what creativity means to their lives and hopefully will inspire you just a little bit to be a little more creative in yours. They say, nah, that's not for me, and that's okay, too. Just listen up. Now, I have my guests. I'm not going to ask them to introduce themselves yet. If you're on Facebook, you can see us. Aren't they gorgeous, all of them? Now, I want you to... Noble can't stop waving. He's got his hands. You take off your bracelets and your watch. We don't want any clinking. I have to all of you ask, please. I'm going to count to three, and on the count of three, you're all going to join me to say hello L L L. You ready, everybody? Shamil, ready? Okay, one, two, three. Hello, Hello. L L L. And you know what? We didn't put Daphne. You didn't put your beautiful name here on your on the screen here. So I'm going to put in Daphne D A P H N E. I think I got that mostly right. Okay, Daphne Vanessa. I've just put that in there, and there you can fix that if you want, Shamil. So. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. She's on Long Island, New York, not quite. She's in Whitestone. And the problem is that Whitestone starts with W, <laughs> and lovely, lanky Laura Legs starts with L. So I'm taking still, it's been three years, a fictitious GoFundMe to raise money. Maybe crypto would be good to send her to London. <laughs> so it'd be lovely, lanky Laura Legs in London. That's I asked her if she wanted to move to Larchmont, which is, you know, West. No, she said, no, that's not sexy enough. So anyway, LLL, we're happy to have you. And I'm warning you all that LLL listens every Monday. And she will email me about three minutes after we're off the air, and she will tell me what she gleaned from what she learned from all of you. Each of you will get your own separate paragraph in her email, and she will tell me how she loved the show. So I want you all to know somebody is is listening, and she's writing notes, okay, just so you know. So <laughs> so make it worth her while. So this is my show about creativity. Uh, I don't use my business name, but I have many, many shows on business strategy and on technologies. I'm heard all over the world, but this is my fun show on Monday nights, and I'm so happy to be here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Everybody say hello to Josh, my engineer. One, two, three. Hello. Hello, Josh. There, Josh, you got it. And Josh is thrilled because all my guests today have 
high-quality microphones. It never happens on Monday nights. <laughs> it never happens. So we are very, very happy. So let me give you a little background here. October 25th, that's the 298th day of the Gregorian calendar. Everybody say thank you to Greggy. One, two, three. Thank, thank you, Greggy. I'm convinced his mother probably called him Greggy, but it could have been Greg or Gregor or even Gregorian if he was misbehaving. We like his calendar, and I use it all the time. There are 67 days left in 2021. This is the 42nd Monday of the year. Nobody cares about that except me. But the reason I'm talking about the end of the year is that I know all of you are going to want to celebrate the end of 2021, which unfortunately was appended to 2020 with all the stuff that happened in the world. So we're going to have a double, a doubly exciting sending off to 2021. So if you're planning on having something interesting to drink on New Year's Eve, I don't want to know your personal preferences, but if you're ordering it online, now is the time because the shelves will be cleaned out. If you're planning to make something like Kahlua or creme de cassis in the sink in your garage, get the berries and go, or the coffee and go make it now because it needs time to brew and blossom. You know, like when you're making good coffee, it has to blossom. If you're planning on something a little harder and you want to do it in the, I don't know, in the bathtub, like have a still in the bathtub, it's going to take a while till the whiskey really tastes good. So start soon. Okay, I can see Noble appreciates my sense of humor. So here we go. I'm going to ask each of my guests to introduce themselves. But first, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a clue about the high-flying, exciting creatives I have today. Christine Noble, come on. I have never had a guest smile that much. Stop that. Stop that. Don't feed the animals. Listen, the title of the show today is Creativity creatively, I change it so many times, creatively positive conversations, and that's what we're going to have. So I have four what I call hardworking, dedicated creatives. Raise your hand when I call your name, and then we'll go around, and you'll spend about three minutes telling us more. Christine McKay. Oh, purple hair, blue hair, red hair. Love the glasses. I met you at the publicity summit. I said, anybody with hair similar to one shade of mine, we got to have her on the show. Christine earned a Harvard MBA. She is a Business negotiation strategist. Sounds dull and boring. It's not. She's the host of In the Ven Zone, V-E-N-N, and I think I know what that means, and we'll talk in a minute. And she kindly sent me a PDF of her book, Why Not Ask? A conversation about getting more. That's the point of negotiating. She has negotiated with over half of the Fortune 100 companies. That is quite an achievement, Christine McKay, and hundreds of other companies in 53 countries. Just wave hello, Christine. Let me tell you who the gentleman is who can't seem to sit still. I don't know why. His name is Noble. His middle name is What's Up? Noble Wasab Gibbons. He's a West Point graduate. And hello from Deb Lewis, a friend of mine who is also from West Point. And he's a former infantry officer in the U.S. Army and an entrepreneur. Noble, his his big claim to fame is that he was clueless about handling his emotions. And I think a lot of people are reluctant to say that unless it's in the privacy of an expensive therapist office. But he says it out loud. And he has learned how to harness, how to maximize, how to optimize the value of his emotions. And today he teaches emotional intelligence. He has a five-star, not one, not two, not three, not four, five-star rated podcast. I want everybody to get that. It's called EQ for Entrepreneurs. Noble, wave hello. What's up? Great to see you. There you go. And then we have two lovely people in the corner here. And I'm so thrilled to have, I love when we get a couple on. We have Daphne Vanessa. Wave hello. She is a 
Haitian-American-born in Mississippi. That's an interesting combination. <laughs> and we have Shamil Rodriguez, who is a Puerto Rican gentleman born in New Jersey. I'll forgive you for the New Jersey. I'm happy to know you. And they co-founded something called Start New, S-T-A-R-T. You can all spell that N-O-O, Start New, one word with a capital N in the middle, dot com. It's an online platform dedicated to reducing the one trillion. I said trillion. It has a T. It's not B with a billion. It's not M with a million. It's T with a trillion. One trillion plus student loan debt crisis and promoting global financial inclusion. Daphne and Shamil Wave. Hello. There we go. So let's go around. I'm so thrilled to have all of you. I met all these lovely people at a recent national publicity summit put on by Bradley Communications, Steve Harrison, and Nick Suma and all my other friends. I've been doing that for about 12 years. And I just want you all to know I I was at another summit recently. I think I booked 35 people from that summit. And there's another one coming up in six weeks. And I'll book I'm filling about four months at a time with guests. So, Christine Christine McKay, it is time for you to tell us more about who you are, what you do, what's your passion for your creativity, and give us just a little clue about what negotiations mean in your world. Christine, welcome. Oh, it is so great to be here, Red, and it's wonderful to see Daphne and Shamil again and to meet Noble. So, and thank you for everyone who's tuned in. You are right, though, when you say when most, when I talk negotiation, most people hit the snooze and go, oh my God. (laughs) And my hair is really tame right now. So it's usually brighter red than this. Um, But I've been doing negotiation, really cut my teeth on it when I was actually homeless, uh, living in the back of my car and I was pregnant. And um, I had to figure out how to come out of an abusive relationship and off of welfare. And in order to do that, I had to learn how to ask. And I had to learn how to ask for what I needed. And ask for what I wanted. And that was how I got to Harvard was by asking for more of what I wanted. And, you know, the thing is, is that the number one thing that is required, the most critical skill set and attribute to be an effective negotiator is curiosity. And curiosity is all about creativity. You cannot be effective at asking for what you want if you are not curious and not creative and coming up with different solutions. And so, so I launched Ben Negotiation uh, about two and a half years ago, and uh, out of a passion for leveling the playing field for smaller businesses, because big companies, the odds are stacked in their favor, whether it's because they have lots of resources, deep pockets and artificial intelligence now that more and more of them are deploying. And small businesses doesn't just don't have access to those things. But they do have some things that actually make them specifically qualified for being excellent at the negotiation table. It's just that a lot of people don't use those things. And that is they can add value more quickly and they can move faster. And how do you leverage those and how do you make that part of your conversation? And so that's really and that's and that's what I what I do is bring creativity to the negotiation process. Thank you very much, Christine. And I love the way you brought in the word curiosity. Creativity does require right? Curiosity. What is that? What can I do with that? What can that do for me? Who are you? How do you fit into my life? What can I do for you? A lot of questions and that's curiosity. Very well put. Thank you. And we're very, and I'm happy you're not in that car anymore and that you're here. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I, I know what hair color costs, so I, I, I have great respect. <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. Thank you very much. Let's go to Noble EQ Gangster. Do I have to say it like that? Gangster.com. That's right. That's right. Say it like that. Noble, I'm afraid you're going to break the microphone for my engineer. Josh is probably saying, turn this guy down. <laughs> Noble, control yourself. I've never said that to a guest in my life. Noble, my friend, my dear, I'm putting you. Stop being so happy. No, keep going. Ahead. Noble, I want. I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. Would you please tell us a little more about yourself? Where does the name Noble come from? What's what's up? And what is what is EQ? Talk to me. Settle down there. Go ahead. Red, you are my spirit animal, lady. You rock like ZZ Top, man. Are you kidding me? Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, and, and Christine, your story, oh my goodness. Like, I can't wait to get some more skinny on your background. And that's that's an incredible story. I can't wait to hear more about and learn more about you and, and what you're going to share. So for me, Noble, my, my, I'm uh, number two. So my dad was named Noble as well. So that's where I got my name was from my dad. And a lot of people ask me, are you? And I just tell them it's a lifelong <laughs> journey, right? Uh, that whole process. And so I have been emotionally clueless for most of my life. 98% of my life, I've been emotionally clueless. The clue bus drove by and I just waved. <laughs> and so and so I, I I'm, um, uh, have been a mo- uh, addicted to people pleasing, a food addict, uh, totally emotionally codependent, totally emotionally needy. Let's see, what other emotional dysfunctions? All kinds of, of emotional dysfunctions. And then four years ago, I yelled at my wife three times in three weeks, and she said three things. Number one, don't ever do that again. <laughs> number two, number two, that's right. Number two, you've never done that before, which means number three, you have more issues in Time Magazine. And so I was like, snap, you're right. So went to counseling, and this counselor introduced me to two revolutionary new concepts called feelings and emotions. And I was like, what? Is this like Harry Potter voodoo sorcery? Like, what are you talking about? You know, I don't even know. Did you just cuss at me? Feelings and emotions? What are you talking about? And so he got me started on this big emotional growth journey. And two years into it, every single area of my life started to change. My faith, my marriage, my parenting, my finances, my fitness, my business, everything, literally every area of my life. And so, and I was like, man, is this because I've been emotionally clueless my whole life? And so I started a podcast. I told my wife, I'm like, babe, I got to start a podcast. Cause I said, I can't be the only emotionally clueless guy out there. There's got to be other nobles out there that have been as, as clueless as me. And so started a podcast. It was EQ for entrepreneurs. We just went through a rebrand called EQ gangster now. And so I love you piggybacking on Christine's point. There is curiosity about yourself and about other people is really the foundation of emotional intelligence. Thank you very much. And, you know, we often we often get impatient with people, right? We're driving and we say, why is that person going so slow? Or what's that guy doing taking a hug in the whole aisle in the supermarket? If you go in person to the supermarket anymore, we still wear masks where I go. And the, the old phrase, Noble, is walk a mile in their shoes. Put yourself in their shoes, right? So curiosity would be part of that, wouldn't it be? That's it would right. Say, what do you think might be going now? There comes a point where we go overboard with, gee, I wonder what's happening. And, are, you know, do they have to go to the bathroom? Or is their mother-in-law waiting at home to yell at them? Or their kids flunked out of school? Or, or is something terrible happened in their life where they're driving erratically or where they're, I don't know, just acting out? There comes a point where we don't have the answers. But there has to be, I, I believe, a balance where we are curious and we open ourselves up to the possibility of learning 
what's going on with them and maybe having a dialogue. I'm not sure if that's negotiation or not. And Christine, I want to make one point about what you said going back. We'll talk about Ven in a second. Uh, but a lot of people say to me, I, I have a background in everything, marketing. I'm an early woman in tech. I was a programmer analyst way back in the day when there were key punch, when I had to stand up on a stool to put the disc pack into the drive and I was key punching on 80 column cards and running big systems for the state of Oregon. Yes, I know. But my point is that I completely lost the point I was trying to say. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> I, I will get. I will get back to it. Um, I, I want to say that curiosity certainly is something that is important, and we look around the world, and we need to be able to. Oh, my point was, I took some training in comedy. Steve Rosenfeld's American Comedy Institute. I had my own troupe. I won't tell you what the name was. It was funny. We performed in Borders bookstores, and we performed in libraries on Long Island. We actually got paid for doing it, and I ran the troupe, and I had some really cool people. Some became famous. Not me, but here I am. And people say, oh, I wonder what improv is, or I'd like to do improv. Well, I have news for all of you. When you pick up the phone, if it's not somebody who's a robocaller or you want to hang up on them and you say hello, you are improving, right? You are having a creativity moment where you are creating mm-hmm. a conversation. I, did, I didn't script this radio show. I didn't script what I'm going to say next to Daphne and Shamil. I didn't script what I was saying to Christine. This is improv. This is creative conversation. And that's why I titled this episode Creatively Positive Conversations, because that's what we're doing. I'm not reading. I I used to do a a TV show with my mom. She passed away at 100, lived alone on her own in a high-rise fancy apartment building, played the piano, played bridge, played mahjong. She was gorgeous, got dressed up every day. Her friends loved her. And we didn't know she had the flu, and she died in my arms one night from a cough. That was all she had. A hundred years old. And mom was one of those people who would just walk into a room and everybody knew there was a force of nature in the room, that she was just there. And that was that feeling that something something has changed when she came into the room. People wanted to know her. I don't know why I'm telling you the story. But anyway, I want to talk to Daphne and Shamil. I'm so happy to have, I've had a couple of couples that I met. And first, I want to know, What's your status? Who are the two of you to each other? So that my viewers. <laughs> What's our status? What's your, who, who are you? Talk to me, Daphne. Well, this person that's standing next to wow. me, uh, <laughs> like I, we may have met in college or we may have not met in college. Who knows? Um, but I think one of us was more intelligent than the other one. What? And I'm just kidding. Just kidding. We had to bring some humor. We had to bring some humor. No, um, we met in college, you know, and we worked on tons of projects together. We were in the same class, even though we were on different tracks of the same area of study. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up doing tons of projects together. And then I went to Europe to do my master's and he came to propose to me and the rest is history. That's Whoa, how that worked. That's, well, that's a creative conversation, Shamil. <laughs> Shamil, tell us who you are and what was it like when, did you miss her when she went to Europe? And my goodness, a master's degree in Europe. I am very, very impressed. Shamil, tell us a little about who you are before you met Daphne and what was that like for you? Sure, sure. So I uh, grew up in Jersey, so I apologize for that Radio Red. Actually, you know what? I don't apologize for that. <laughs> uh, but I grew up in, in Trent, actually, in New Jersey, and um, had the opportunity to go to St. John's University for undergrad, and that's where I met Daphne. Um, and then we were just on the same path. Like, Daphne really summed it up really well. We were just uh, working hard on different projects, uh, and then we saw a problem that needed to be addressed, like you had mentioned before in the intro, 
Uh, and we thought that there must be a creative way to do that. And, um, and that's what our solution is. You allow for students and alumni to exchange service hours for payments towards their student loans. So the community benefits, the graduates benefit by getting experience and they can find better jobs. It's just, we're really trying to figure out ways to be creative and, and allow for people not just to give up hope and have to take out student loan debt because there's more out there uh, than people might know. Thank you very much. Well, I'm going to say something I try not to say, but the two of you are adorable together, right? Am I, am, am I allowed to say that you are? You're, you're just lovely. And I had forgotten the story of, of who you were to each other, and I didn't want to misspeak, so I didn't want to say that. But now, how did you come? Let's talk creativity. Okay. Yes. Start yes. new. S-T-A-R-T-N-O-O. What does that mean? Who's responsible for putting those two? New is not a word, but in my, my people say new. Meaning, yeah. what's up? Yeah. No, so, is a word. Just so, the fact that it's spelled N-O-O makes it new, right? Yeah. And so that's the whole idea is that you're starting new, you're starting mm-hmm. fresh, you're starting with a different way, a different way of life. Who, who in the past knew that you could value volunteering, right? That was not something that was commonly spoken of. And we thought, why don't we change the idea that the only value that you come from has to be from a boring desk job or some excessive celebrity let's change our society's value system so that we're rewarding people who are giving back to those who are the most in need, mm-hmm. those who need the help the most. And so that's where we came up with Start New. You two speak so beautifully. So I could listen <laughs> to you for a long time. And I want to tell you, speaking of volunteering, I was given the opportunity to be the producer and host of a radio show for WGBB AM 1240, the oldest AM station on Long Island. Years ago, somebody saw me doing one of my public access TV shows and said, hey, hey, kid, you want to be in radio? And all of a sudden, I had two shows a week. I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> wow. But anyway, I would I was single, very single at the time going to parties in these mansions on Long Island. And people say, what do you well, do? Island. Well, yeah, Long Island. So I don't say Long Island, Long Island. So I, I would say, oh, I, I'm a radio host. And you won't believe this. Daphne, you will believe it. They'd say, oh, do you get paid? Mm. And I said, excuse me? Then they said, do you get paid? And they had no value for me as a producer and a host, a speaker and an entertainer. Anything I did, if I didn't get paid, it had no value. So Daphne, you you hit a nerve, but you you opened up the window to that conversation. And I will tell you that this radio station had people who paid for their shows at night. It was called Vanity Radio back in the day. Right. And I was the bridge host. They were owned by the Chinese Radio Network, and they pro- they provided Chinese language broadcasting all day long at 6 p.m. the bridge show introduced other shows i was the host of wgbb tonight and then there was a dj who did a two-hour show after me and somebody else said something on greek cooking and somebody so they they sold time in the evenings i didn't have to pay for the show i was the bridge so i <gasps> that terrible word i volunteered <laughs> you have no idea the mileage i got out of that the experience i could live yes. radio yes. every friday night i i met people through early through the publicity summit i had authors on and i carried a briefcase to the studio every friday packed with news clippings packed with that week's 
horoscopes, packed with jokes, packed with stories, so that if anything happened, a guest didn't call in, I kept a list of all the previous guests from the past six months mm-hmm. and their phone numbers. And I had an engineer in a little studio through the glass window and say, quick, call so-and-so. See, and one, one guest who wrote something about the Bachelor Chronicles, he was in the bathtub when I called him. I said, my guest is stuck in traffic and she can't call in. <laughs> She's in the car. Can you? He said, okay, let me get out of the bathroom. I said, TMI, please. He wrapped himself in a towel <laughs> and he called in and we did a half hour show with this guy who wrote the Bowser Chronicles. Well, Amazing. I, I was always ready. I yes, always exactly. had what I needed to do anyway. To, I think that was a creative approach to hosting a radio show. The experience yeah. was in valuable. It was unbelievable. I also will tell you that at one point I had a show called Ooh Ooh Baby on Friday nights and you'll never, <laughs> you'll never guess who my sponsors were. You ready? <laughs> the Chippendale dancers. I talked I talked their Did manager. They ever come visit you? Oh, I went to their show. I went to see their show in New York as a guest, but they came to my television show and on my hundred first edition of Something to Talk About TV. Two of the Chippendale dancers, the one with the long blonde hair who looks like Fabio, and another one actually were on my show. Scotchested. Yes, and we had a big cake from a local bakery. Happy birthday to my 101st show. And they were there, and their manager came. He looked like a little Michael J. Fox. He was a cute guy. He drove them from the Bronx <laughs> to Long Island to Great Neck to be on my. I kid you not, talk about creative, right? That Seriously. was super creative. <laughs> Sick creative. That's, I have <laughs> pictures on my refrigerator. People say, how did you get those guys? Well, all you had to do was ask, right, ask. Christine? All Absolutely. you have to do. And they would call into my radio show on Friday nights after they got off stage. And I'd say, tell me about the show. And I'd say, who's the first person you call after the show? i call my mom, they would say. They call their mothers. I thought that was really cute. I think they were fibbing. But anyway, adorable. I want to go to more about creativity with the four of you. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Positively positive and creatively creative. But Christine, before I go to the opening quote, I asked everybody to send me a quote from a fictional character in a movie or TV show or a lyric from a song. Christine, I remember Venn diagrams in school where a Venn diagram, V-E-N-N, two N's, was an intersection of two things that were different and where did they intersect and you would have circles. So in other words, let's say that you had, well, an easy one would be you have the color red, you have the color blue, and they have an intersection where they make purple. There was a little girl in my neighborhood when I lived in Cambridge who said purple. She'd say, I like purple. Okay, it was Perkle. It was Karen Fahey. I don't know where she is today. That was 50 years ago. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> you're all bringing out the worst of me today. No, it's the best. Okay, Red, it's okay. Anyway, is that where you got the word Venn for in the Venn zone? Christine, tell us just a little, a little bit about what that means to you. Please. Yeah, exactly. So people who liked math automatically recognize the Venn diagram. People who didn't are like, what the hell is that? Um, but yeah, so uh, agreement happens at the intersection of three things. And Noble picked on two of them. He already said two of them when it came to kind of emotions and emotional intelligence. So one is it happens at the intersection of you your counterpart, and the situation in which you're negotiating. And agreement happens at that overlap. And so that is why that is my, that is why that is our our logo and why I selected the name Venn Negotiation, because agreement happens where all three of those circles intersect. Beautifully put. Thank you. And I, I had my visual right away. I know what a Venn diagram is. And those of us who were trained in those types of 
early math, shall we say, Christine, we cherish. I rem- I can't tell you what I had for breakfast yesterday, but I can tell you all about Venn diagrams. So thank you very much. <laughs> Noble is still laughing. He's a happy fellow. Christine, you have sent me a quote from Captain Barbosa, played by Jeffrey Rush, the movie Pirates of the Caribbean, a series of fantasy swashbuckler films that started in 2003 with Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, based on Walt Disney's theme park attraction produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. And here is the quote. The code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Christine, how'd you find this one? What does it have to do with creativity? Talk to me. Well, it's actually, I I love that quote. I love that movie. That movie is an incredible metaphor for negotiation all the way throughout the movie. In fact, I use use it. It's uh, my students actually watch it um, and we use it as a, a, a teaching point for how to talk about negotiation. But, you know, things that people think are rules are often simply guidelines. They're, they're something that we use to kind of look at life, to measure things by, but they're rarely absolute. Values can be absolute, um, but rarely are rules absolute. And so it goes back to the curiosity. So from a negotiation perspective, it's being curious to figure out how to ask effective questions to discover how absolute or not a rule is and if there's precedent for for changing the rule, is there precedent for behaving in a different way um, and finding ways to either work within the rule or work around the rule. Thank you, Christine. I have a question for you. What if two people, toe-to-toe, head-to-head, nose-to-nose, are both trained negotiators? What if they know all the rules, all the guidelines? What happens? Do you you have this uh, showdown at the OK Corral or a high noon? Do they blow each other up or does it get to be something you want to film and say, wow, that was really good? How, yeah. how, does, that, how does that work? <laughs> So I actually love negotiating with uh, negotiators who are like myself, like myself, because we are. So my philosophy, having worked all over the world, is that negotiation is a conversation about a relationship, and you cannot win a relationship, but you can get more value out of it. And so, really effective negotiators are always looking for ways to get more value for both themselves as well as their counterpart in the situation that they're negotiating in. And so I enjoy working with negotiators because I can have open and transparent conversations with them about what works and what doesn't work for me. And they will also be equally as open and honest and transparent about what works for them and what doesn't work for them. We also, as negotiators, are very, we have to be very in touch with our feelings. So the stuff that Noble talks about is really important. And being able to acknowledge when I start to feel a certain way, because we feel first before we engage our logical brain. And so being able to acknowledge those emotions and name and label them, as one of my mentors calls it, um, is incredibly powerful. So other negotiators who have similar approaches to me, it's pretty easy for us to negotiate things because it's not it's not a confrontation. Even if there's a disagreement, it's not confrontational. It's an exploration. No is an invitation to ask another question. It doesn't mean no. Thank you. Very interesting. I will remember that. I'm Daphne and, and Shamil, forgive me, Noble, for a second. I just want to ask you two, since we have a couple sitting together here, 
How are you two at how are you two at negotiating? Or, or is anything resonating that Christine is talking about? Yes. Daphne, yeah, tell, and, what and what are have... you allowed to tell us in public? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're we're pretty open, but we had the great fortune of actually speaking and chatting with Christine on the Ven Zone podcast. Mm-hmm. So we took her quiz. We we really thought about actually just separately ourselves, mm-hmm. especially because both of us are trained. Uh, we both went to law school, so it adds just a different element of sort of thinking through like, why isn't some of this taught in law school as a required course? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean for how people approach negotiations? Litigation doesn't have to be ugly. It can be really an invitation to ask questions and learn more about the other side. So I I agree with everything that Christina said and and really appreciate her method and and what she shared. Mm -hmm. Shamil, are you a good negotiator with Daphne? Tell us the truth. Oh, I'm terrible. She's the best negotiator of the two of us. (laughs) Because I can withhold. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Can you tell us something you recently negotiated creatively? I don't want to get too personal, but I'm just curious because we've got both of you sitting there. There. So, what do, what do you think? Um, Anything? What's for dinner, or what movie you're going to see, or what you're going to stream on TV, or where you're going on your next vacation, or anything like that had to be negotiated? It's a hard question. That is hard. I don't okay, have a, I we'll, don't we'll, have we'll a, come back. Yeah. We'll we'll, yeah, we'll come back to you. That's that. fine. Noble, you had to negotiate with your wife because you were the one. She had those three very interesting comments and questions that that spurred you to go in another direction. So, I want to go before we go to that. I want to go to the quote you sent me, Noble, because I think this will tell us a lot about your thoughts on creativity. Noble, what's up, Gibbons? Our EQ, I can't get over that. Our EQ gangsta. I won't say gangsta. Gangsta. He sent me a quote from Nacho Libre, a 2006 sports comedy drama. Don't you love when they have comedy drama <laughs> both in the same sentence describing a film? It's a comedy. It's a drama. It could have been a mystery. It could have been a cliffhanger. It also is a comedy drama. It's uh, blah, blah, blah. I've got everything here. It stars Jack Black. Well, you know it's got to be a comedy if Mr. Jack Black's in it as Ignacio, a Catholic friar and Luca Libre fan who secretly moonlights as a luchador. Am I saying that right, Noble? Is it luchador? Yes, ma'am. Lucha, yes, oh, don't tell me, don't call me ma'am. Just say, yes, red, that's fine. Never ma'am makes me feel, you know what, only for military people. There's a luchador to earn money for the orphanage. Aw, oh, everybody go, aw. Oh, oh, Where he works by day as a cook, knowing his fellow monks would look down. Everybody look down. Look down upon his career. There you go. And expel him if they discover it. He finds his ascetic, ascetic, I don't know how to pronounce that, celibate lifestyle, God bless him, challenged even further when he falls in love with a nun who just arrived to live in the monastery. That must have been a challenge. And the film is loosely based on the story of Fray Tormenta, Friar Storm, a real-life Mexican Catholic priest, blah, blah, blah. Here is the quote that Noble has selected from the movie Nacho Libra. I'm a little concerned right now about your salvation and stuff. How come you have not been baptized? Now, my show is not about religious topics, so you got to rescue this one, Noble. Go ahead. <laughs> it, it, it is just the the creativity of Jack Black as an actor and how he, you know, it, him making light of you know, it, you know, important, very passionate topics for a lot of people, you know, religion and science, because he, in that quote, the end of that quote, the, uh, his buddy, his, his wrestling partner, you know, tells him, Hey, look, I only believe in science. Right. And so it's just 
the fun tension between the two, the two actors. I really, I really enjoyed. And, you know, I think creativity is, is the management of tension and not mm-hmm. allowing yourself to get locked into a particular area, but in my space, being emotionally agile enough to, to, you know, be willing to pursue whatever tension that may be there and then really analyze and assess that tension. Okay. Why, why am I feeling tension over here? And, you know, cause tension is not necessarily a bad thing, you know, in, in working out tension is a good thing and emotional fitness. I, you know, I talk about emotional fitness, you know, there's going to be some tension in your emotional growth journey, but that's, that's a positive thing. It's not a negative thing. So, you know, in regards to creativity, tension can be a very good thing. Thank, let me ask you a question, Noble. Is EQ, uh, emotional, your quotient, your intelligence, is it something we can achieve by ourselves by doing the work? Or do we need to go into training? Do we need to get a therapist? Do we need to take a class in school? Do we, I'm, I'm not trying to sell anybody's anything short or, or say sign up for this, but is this something we can learn? I hear the dogs, Christine. Is this something, I want the names in a minute. Is this something we can achieve on, a, on our own where we can say, I have a high EQ? Is there a number that goes with a successful EQ, Noble? So, so great question. So the answer would be yes to all of that. So I feel like depending on the phase of life that you're in, I feel like absolutely we can all learn emotional tools that we can all apply on our own. There are also some emotional injuries and emotional experiences that we've all had in our life that requires, in my opinion, professional help where if you feel like you're getting stuck in an area or experiencing a lot of anxiety or stress in a particular area that maybe extend beyond your emotional coping mechanisms uh, is, is where the time you need some, some professional help. And then absolutely everybody needs a support network, an emotional support network, regardless of your personality. So even my introverts out there, you also, now you may not need as much emotional support or as many quantity-wise as maybe an extrovert, but still we're all wired for relationships regardless of, of personality. So yes to all of the above. Thank you. Thank you for appreciating my questions. I like that a lot. Thank you very much. Let's go to Daphne and Shamil. And I'm looking, you sent me two quotes, so I'm going to give one to each of you. And I don't know which one I'm going to give. I'm just going to surprise you. Both quotes are from Ron Burgundy. Oh, yes. Played by Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy, 2004 American satirical comedy. At least it wasn't a drama comedy. It was a satirical comedy. Anchorman directed by Adam McKay. It was his film uh, directorial debut. It's the first installment in the Anchorman series. The film is a tongue-in-cheek take. I always want to say, ah, it's kind of hard to talk. (laughs) Tongue-in-cheek take on the culture of the 70s, particularly the new action news format portrays a San Diego TV station where Will Ferrell's character, title character, clashes with his new female counterpart played by, uh, well, well, Steve Carell was there. She was uh, Christina Applegate. Oh, my. Oh, my. I remember her way back when. Yes. Anyway, the quote I'm going to give you, Shamil, first is, milk was a bad choice. I'm going to let you tell me why you picked that one. Even if Daphne picked it, it's yours now. No, no, I got it. What does that have to do with creativity? And Daphne, I'll give you the other one. So go ahead, Shamil. What does that have to do with creativity? So I'm, I'm going to take both, if you don't mind, Radio Red, for this one. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
And this is because I don't watch television at all. I actually Wait, don't watch television. Hold on. Shamil, did you negotiate that with Daphne? <laughs> <laughs> she gave it to me. So I said, okay, we'll go with this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And the second quote that you're going to talk about is, I feel like I'm in, oh, Noble, listen up. Yep, I feel I like I'm in a glass box of emotions. Wow. Okay, Shamil, <laughs> you get to talk about both of them. Brilliant. Go ahead. No, thank you. So, so, so this is um, this really speaks to more personal motivation, right? Uh, in that part of the story or part of the movie, uh, Ron had like hit a peak. Oh, sorry, uh, Ron had like hit a peak, and then he started going on his way down and had this like crisis and was really literally melting down. So, I think it'd be interesting for Noble and Christine's perspective too, right? When all that stuff starts to break apart and you start to see people really spiral. Uh, and so he was spiraling and it's, it's satirical, as you were saying, Radio Red. So obviously everything's going to be over the top. Uh, so he ends up, you know, running out in the streets. He grabs this um, milk and he's sweating profusely. He drinks milk and he's like, oh, my gosh, that was such a bad choice. Um, and then he runs into this telephone booth and he's like trying to he's trying, trying to communicate messages to whoever's on the other side of that phone call. And then they just can't hear him. He's sobbing. He's just a terrible mess. And then he's just like, I feel like I'm in a glass box of emotions because he couldn't figure out how to get out of the telephone booth. Um, so it was just to me a really funny way to remind myself when, when, when stuff hits the fan, sorry, I don't know if it's G-rated or not. Okay. When stuff hits the fan, um, you know, try not to be Ron Burgundy in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, try I, to keep a cool head. <laughs> I, I love the idea. For those of our listeners and viewers who are too young to know what a phone booth is, you'll probably see some in oh, some right. movies, but there was a box on the street. It wasn't just a phone on a pole or post, and you could actually close the door, which was a, tri- a bifold door. You could close mm-hmm. the door and put your money in, and sometimes it had a little chair, and they had them in hotel lobbies as well. And usually here in the U.S., it cost, I think, originally a dime for a call. Mm-hmm. And then it That's was a quarter. And after that, it was a credit card. Nobody could afford How Ding! Put another quarter in. Ding! You're going to be disconnected. Ding! Put another $100 in. Oh, my. <laughs> That's where people did their desperate calls. Daphne, since Shamil took both of those quotes, I'm going to talk to you for a second, Daphne, on the creativity statement you sent me because the first one I liked a lot. So Daphne told me the following in her statement she said before the show, creativity comes when nothing was and then it becomes. Yes. That needs to be crocheted. (laughs) <laughs> on, a, on a pillow or written on the side of a wall. Maybe Aww. Banksy will do it. Somebody's got to do it for you. Talk to me, Daphne. That was lovely. Tell me where this comes from. Go ahead. Thank you. So so my personal belief is that as humans, like really what makes us a unique species on earth is our ability to create. And from our mind, from our bodies, from the connection between our spirituality, both but all of that together is like why we're here, right? To, to create in various ways. And the beauty about creativity is that we can create literally anything. Like any, the computer that you're on right now, the microphone that you're holding, everything that exists was in somebody's mind at some point. It did not actually exist in material. And through the mind and through thinking and creativity and expression of creative emotion, we were able to create these objects that we felt had an an inherent need in society. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about humanity is that we're creating not only for the purpose of creating, but for each other, right? We're not making nothing out of something just to look at it. (laughs) We're making nothing out of something to share it with each other. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things out of 
all the things that humans have to offer. That's lovely. Do you have <laughs> law clients, Daphne? Do you have law practice? <laughs> Do you talk to them like this? I can imagine everybody saying, oh, I got to go see a lawyer. Say, oh, that was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pay well, your $5,000 an hour fee. I just want to come and talk to you. No, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, com- I'm complimenting you, my dear. I really you, am. I am. I actually only practice uh, for free. So I only do pro bono work. Um, so I get to I have the blessing of speaking to clients like that because I don't have to worry about a clock running out. I just get to Very help nice. people that have a lot of creative ideas and it's so fun and, and beautiful. And I, I love doing pro bono work. That was very eloquent. I appreciate that. You are so well-spoken, both of you, all of you, actually. But our young ones, I'm sorry, I have to say that. Okay, kids, we're going to have a little bit different kind of fun now because we only have 13 minutes left, and we have to get through the famous birthdays and the famous holidays that you've never heard of. So I'm just going to rattle off some famous people who were born on this day somewhere in history, October 25th. They're all alive. I gave up. Not I don't list people who were passed anymore. So Chad Smith, American drummer, he was has been with the Red Hot Chili Pepper since 1988. Happy birthday, Chad Smith. I'm a drummer too, so that's why I picked it up. There you go. Yes. Red boots, red disco boots, and red drum kit, the whole thing. Yes. Starting my new band called Blueberry Jam. We just met in my garage today. Yes, I know. I know. It's good. I live on a place called Bloomsbury, so we're calling the band Blueberry. Anyway, it's a takeoff. Okay, Tracy Nelson, American actress. She's the daughter of Ricky Nelson. Anybody remember Ricky Nelson? The Nelson Mm -hmm. family, Ozzy and Harriet and Ricky Nelson. Shamil and Daphne are looking like, who in the blank are you talking about? (laughs) Sorry, you got to say. There's another era. Don't knock yourself out looking at it. Rob Schneider, American actor. He played Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo in a whole bunch of movies. Rob Schneider, happy birthday. Michael Boatman. American actor, he has been on The Good Wife. He plays the attorney Julian Julius Kane in The Good Wife with uh, what's her name with uh, Diane Lockhart. You know uh, Christine Baranski. It's a, he's a wonderful actor, Michael Boatman. Samantha B. Who doesn't know who Samantha B. is? Comedian, TV host, Inside Out, Upside Down. Adam Goldberg is born today. Anybody know who got Adam Goldberg is? If you happen to catch Queen Latifah's new show, The Equalizer, he is a hacker who she helped to fake his death, and he is living with his lovely young wife, played by Liza Lapira. She's just adorable. She's about four foot two and a half, and she wears the most fabulous clothes and jewelry, and she's just a ball of fire. Anyway, he has been sequestered in this room, and he hacks major systems for Queen Latifah, who is ex-CIA and is a do-gooder now. She's a, a She benefits the people who need to have somebody go to bat for them. Anyway, Adam Goldberg, and they just gave him a haircut. It's interesting, but he has to go under the radar because he could be put back in jail for government hacking again. He was also on Taken, the, the TV show called He Was a Hacker, played Kilroy, and he was on God Friended Me. He was also a technical guy, Simon Hayes. Now, Katy Perry, who doesn't know Katy Perry? Happy birthday to you. And Letitia Wright was born today. She played Shuri in the 2018 Marvel films Black Panther with Chadwick Boseman. So if you saw there we go. Now, I have a couple of birthdays of people you probably have never heard of, of different ages. They're Instagram stars, they're YouTube stars, and they're TikTok stars. Some of them are rappers. I've never heard of them, but I have to say happy birthday. So, six-year-old twins, Myla and Emma Stoffer, apparently are daughters of somebody who's been in Hollywood for years. They're Instagram stars at age six. Everybody say happy birthday, Myla and Emma. Happy birthday, Happy Myla birthday, Myla and Emma. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't want my kids. Never mind. Lotus Blossom at age 13 is a TV actress. She's celebrating her birthday. I have no idea. 
There's somebody on YouTube called Ash Lily. I think it's a girl, 18. Then we have somebody called Mario's Mindset, who is 20, and he's a YouTube star. Then we have a, a female, 23, YouTube star named Selfie C. Selfie with the letter C right next. Then we have a YouTube star named Crispy Concords. I don't even want to know. Then we have a TikTok star called Lee the Fourth. That's one word, L-E-E-T-H-E-4-T-H, okay? Then we have somebody called Dynasty 1031, YouTube star. We have somebody named Nepen the Z, N-E-P-E-N-T-H-E, capital Z. And then we have a rapper named Vanilla Ice. Okay, I think we may have heard of him. <laughs> there we go. So those are my, yes, we have to say hello to them. Now, I'm going to give you some national holidays you've never heard of, and we're going to quickly find out who's going to celebrate. Raise your hand and tell me how. I'm going to read you all the holidays for today. It's Monday, October 25th. There are a lot of holidays, so wait for the end, everybody. Okay, you're ready. To, I can see Shamil's ready. to. Okay, don't forget to unmute, Shamil. Here we go. Okay, today is Chocolate Cupcake Day, national. It's No Beard Day. Uh uh-uh, Noble's oh, not celebrating no. that. It's Greasy Foods Day. It's yeah. Care Care About You Day. It's oh. Mother in Law Day. It's World Pasta Day, and it's International Artist Day. I celebrate oh, that. So, all right, chocolate cupcake, no beard, greasy foods. I care about you, Mother in Law. World Pasta. Christine, any of those resonate with you? Uh, Mother in Law Day. Okay. Good I love my you. mother. I love my mother in law. She's amazing. Okay, and Shamil and Daphne, any of those holidays? Chocolate cake, pasta. Well, we just celebrated pasta day. We just had we had pasta for dinner, and so we actually celebrated pasta day without knowing. <laughs> without, no, I, I was waiting for that one. Noble, noble. We know you're not doing no beard day. Noble, what what are you celebrating out of that whole silly list? So there's another day on the list that you did not mention because every day is Taco Tuesday. So I always <laughs> celebrate <laughs> Taco Tuesday. <laughs> That's tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow, Tuesday the 26th is National Mincemeat Day. I never like mincemeat, but it's Pumpkin Day, it's Chicken Fried Steak Day, and it's Worldwide Howl at the Moon Day. So is anybody going to be howling at the moon or eating pumpkin pie or ch- chicken fried steak? Anybody tomorrow? No celebrants? Mm-hmm. Pumpkin no. pie. Pumpkin pie. I'm with you. And TikTok has a great thing to do with pumpkin pie. I watch TikTok for keto recipes and for, I'll tell you if we have time later. Wednesday is National Mentoring Day. Oh, Daphne, do you mentor anybody, Daphne? I I do have the privilege of mentoring. I bet you do. I thought so too. Christine, do you mentor people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Noble, you must, right? Absolutely. Shamil? Yes, yes, I do. Good. I was going to say, just say yes. We'll negotiate later. Okay. <laughs> I, I have mentored. I worked for one of the world's biggest business software companies for, for nine years, and I was asked to mentor a couple of young women who were doing their first onstage speeches about five or six years ago, and they still thank me for telling them, never wear a new pair of shoes, never wear earrings that dangle and will bother you, and always find, you know, one person in the audience to whom you make eye contact, and everybody will think you're looking at them, and that's among the 25 500 tips I gave them. Okay, it's also Cranky Coworkers Day on Wednesday. It's Black Cake <laughs> Day, and it's American Beer Day. Who's going to be drinking an American beer on Wednesday? Not me. Anybody? No? Okay, what about uh, Cranky Coworkers Day? You're going to celebrate a cranky coworker? Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell us who? I don't think so. <laughs> we'll leave it. And, and last week we had a holiday that was Punch Your Cranky Coworker Day. I, I, I didn't subscribe to that. Okay, Thursday. I got to go through these fast. Thursday is Chocolate Day, even though today is Chocolate Cupcake Day. It's First Responders Day. We owe so much 
to so many. We'll leave that one there. International Animation Day for cartoons. Friday is National Internet Day. Yay! We wouldn't be here without the internet. It's also Oatmeal Day. (laughs) It's also Breadstick Day. It's also, uh, let's see, Hermit Day. That means go hide yourself somewhere. And it's Frankenstein Friday. Who's going to celebrate Frankenstein Friday? No, nobody. Okay, well, Frank is to have to do it alone. Thursday, I'm sorry, Saturday, I got them all mixed up. It's National Checklist Day. Anybody still make checklists? Do this, I do this. Yeah. Do, you do, yeah, it's still helpful. Publicist Day. Anybody here have oh, a publicist? Nice. That's a good one. I do. Yeah, I had a feeling. Publicist Day. Yeah. It's Text Your Ex Day on Saturday. That's that's not open for negotiation. No, No. that's that's a hard no. (laughs) It's candy corn day. It's haunted refrigerator night, but that's also called mischief night, cabbage night, and night of the devil. That's the night before Halloween. And Sunday is Halloween. It's magic day. It's caramel apple day. It's doorbell day. Bing, ding. It's also knock, knock, joke day. Knock, knock, your doorbell's broken, but I'm here and I want a trick or treat. Never mind. It's books for treats day. You can give books instead of candy. It's Girl, mm. Fa- Girl Scout Founders Day. Anybody remember who founded the Girl Scouts? Christine, do you remember? Juliet Lowe. That's it. Juliet Gordon-Lowe. Her birthday is October 31st. And I think, Shamil and Daphne, here's a holiday for you on Sunday. World Savings Day or Thrift Day. Nice. Ah, and next Monday, I have to mention it because we got three minutes left. Next Monday, because I won't be on the air till 7 o'clock Eastern, so I have to give the holidays. It's National Calzone Day. It's Authors Day. It's Cinnamon Day. It's Cook for Your Pets Day. It's Deep Fried Clams Day. Not for me. It's Men Make Dinner Day, Shamil and Noble. You've been put on notice. (laughs) It's Vinegar Day. Don't put too much vinegar in the cooking. It's Color the World Orange Day. I love that. And I just learned that November is a month for National Roasting. It's the Pepper Month. It's the Family Stories Month. It's Adopt a Senior Pet Month. I'm off the market. Sorry, kids. It's National (laughs) Entrepreneurship Month. It's Fun with Fondue Month. Yes. It's Novel Writing Month. I have to finish writing mine. It's Peanut Butter Lovers Month, and it's Banana Pudding Lovers Month. So there you go. Okay, so we have just a couple minutes left. Let's get some websites in here before we close, and let's go to... Christine, where can people find you? You know what? The best way is whynotaskbook.com. W-H-Y-N-O-T-A-S-K-B-O-O-K. Yes, dot com. Why yes. not ask book.com. Thank yep. you. Noble, what's your new website? You keep disappearing on me. Where do you want people to go? Go ahead. EQGangster.com. Oh, I want to spell that one. The letter E, the letter Q. Gangster, the whole word, not the way I say it. Gangsta. It's G I N G S T E R dot com. Okay. Congratulations on the new branding, Noble. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> very, very different. Very, very creative. Oh, my. I think that's what we've been talking about. And Shamil Rodriguez and Daphne Vanessa. What beautiful names you have. Where can people find you? They can find us at startnew.com, S T A R T N O O dot com. I like that. I still like the way you put NOO in there. It means so many things to start. It's start. No, I'm not ready to start. Start new. What's new? I think I'll start now. There you go. So let's go to uh, I'm ready to close now. Anybody have a prediction a year from today? What will you be doing that's creative? One thing you think you might be doing one year from today? Daphne and Shamil, you looked at me like, what? You have anything you want to do a year from today? I would like to compose my next uh, piece on the piano. Very nice. Noble, what would you like to be doing a year from today? Prediction. Working on another book. 
Okay. Very good. Christine, what about you? I will have published my second book by then. Very, very nice. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be doing, hopefully still hosting a lot of radio shows. I will tell you, I won't give everybody my full business name, but I was complimented by the vice president of a very large global company organization in North America. And they said, until you've been on one of my business shows, when you've been on one of my business shows, then you are really a thought leader. And I thought that was a huge compliment. And everybody, my guests, don't go away. We're going to take pictures. So here's my call to action. Everybody listen up. Life is short. Break the rules. I think we already are. Forgive quickly. Eh, not so much. Negotiate. Kiss slowly. It's the only way. Trust me. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. (laughs) And never regret anything that made you smile, especially the smile on Noble Gibbons. Oh, my goodness. And here's the final closing. Here you go. Daphne and Shamil, listen to this. Work like you don't need the money, but heck, we probably do. Just don't talk about it and don't look like it. Do it well and do it right. Dance like nobody's watching when I was teaching hustle and Latin dancing in ballroom Everybody watched. Sing like nobody's listening, and I try not to sing. Ah, And love like you've never been hurt, because damn it, we all have. Get over it and move on. The heart will grow again. It will regenerate. It will open up. Give your heart a chance. Money talks. Chocolate sings. And last but not least, and I stole this line from a host many, many years ago, thank you for turning me on. Guests, wave goodbye. (laughs) Wave goodbye. Wave goodbye to Facebook. Thank you, Facebook. What a great crew you've been. Don't go away. We're going to take some pictures. Bye, LLL. Josh, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.